All right. Hey, guys, and welcome back to the Sabbath podcast. We're so excited to be doing another week of this. We did split this episode into two parts, so... Go listen to the first go, one. Go, yes, please. It was so good, um, but good. we're also so excited about the second one, so please keep listening. Um, but we thought that we would do something kind of fun at the beginning of each podcast. Um, we thought that we'd each, like, ask each other a question. It could be silly, random, fun, or it could be deep if we wanted it to be. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I guess you want to just go ahead and start? Do you want to go first? Um, I think I forgot it. Okay, so then... Oh, no, I, re- I remember now. Okay. Wait, do I? Hannah. <laughs> yeah, I remember now. Okay, oh you gosh. go first, though. You, I'll go first. I'll go yeah, first. Yeah, you go first. Um... Oh, so you made this up. No, I just... My memory... Okay, I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> Who would you want to trade lives with? Oh, my gosh. That's such a good question. Like, um... Barring, like, discontentment. Like, you're content, oh, whatever, okay. but, like, yeah. oh, it would be so fun to trade lives with this person. No, yeah. I'm very content with my life. I love my very life. Very good. Um, Disclaimer. I don't know. Like, could it be somebody famous? Or yeah, it yeah. Be... It can be anybody. Um. If you don't say me, it's wrong. I'm just kidding. Oh, my gosh. Well, like, human-wise, I feel like I honestly would like to live your life just to get inside your like brain. Yeah. Because, y'all, like, no, yeah, this is going to be my answer. Because, guys, Hannah's brain confuses me so much. Not because it's, like weird but like I'll be like we'll be sitting in silence or something like I'll be driving or something and I think I know what she's thinking you know I'm like yeah I know what she's thinking about I know it I just have to and then she says something and I'm like what <laughs> like it's where true. did you get this from like my brain ugh. is a circus that's what I like to compare it to it's just no, like literally. unpredictable and kind of crazy in there because like I ponder like few things a day and like I don't really think like a lot of thoughts a day but I think intently about very few yeah but Hannah's like the opposite so um yeah that's a funny answer yeah so my question is for what in your life do you feel most grateful for um my testimony Mm, that's a good answer actually I just like even though it kind of sucked like while I was in it and I still am I'm still living it but like the rougher parts I'm really thankful because, like, the way that the Lord, like, allowed all the suffering in my life is so beautiful because, like, he has put my life's calling into that. Yeah. So I'm no, really passionate That's about, so like, cool. the goals I have now and stuff that he's given me because of my testimony. That was just, like, not what I thought you were going to say. Material-wise, peanut butter. Oh. Oh, my gosh. Okay. That's absolutely my answer is I'm not butter. surprised at all. But, like, truly my testimony. Hmm. That's cool. Yeah. I really like that. It's true. Okay, so we left off, um, we did a bunch of questions last time, so go listen again if you haven't done that yet, mm-hmm. but alright, so let's just dive right back in. Yeah. What characteristic of the Lord are you seeing most in this season? Wow, um, trustworthy. Mm, that's a good one. I can trust him. Yeah. That, like, I can trust him with my future. That's so good. I can trust him with my present, like, I can trust him with my heart um I think I'm just learning to trust him with literally everything yeah and to even tell him when I'm having a hard time trusting Mm -hmm. him 
and to be open with that and to be um, authentic with that and to not yeah. act like I'm trusting him when he knows my heart. <laughs> Literally. He just wants me to say it. I don't you know? know why we try and hide things from I know, God and it, put on a show. Like, he knows. It's honestly, like, so silly of us. <laughs> like, why do we do that? It's prideful, honestly. He literally created us. Like, we, oh, my word. We think we have to put on a face yeah. to God. And like, he don't. literally knows. He knows everything. So, so true. Trustworthy. That's a good one. Yeah. Mine are probably steadfast and kind. Mm. Kindness has just been a big thing. Like, every single thing I can look back on that caused so much pain, I see where the Lord was so kind in it. Like, he has just been so unwaveringly kind to me from not letting me go to where I wanted to go for school Mm. to not letting me stay in relationships I wanted to stay in, friendships I wanted to stay in, not letting me stay in New York as much as, like, I love my family. This move has been so good for me and rejuvenating. Like, he's just been so kind in taking away things that I thought I wanted and showing me that I didn't. And then steadfast, his name of Yahweh has seriously just captured Mm. my heart the past few months because quite literally the same God who was in the Old Testament working through miracles, tore the veil, and is now the God that has an intimate relationship with us. And I think that this kind of leads into a question that I'll lead into now. How do you have faith after bad things happen? I think that there are a lot of ways you can answer that. We will probably somehow do a podcast on that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that for me... The faithfulness, I have a whole list in my phone, and it's so long because the Lord is so kind and faithful yeah. that I have a, I, every time that something happens that I'm like, wow, like, he just showed up, and it's so clear that it was him, I write it down because the days where you just want to give up or you feel like he's not even there, you just look back on that and say, no, I've seen him so many times. He is not going anywhere, and he has never failed to show up, maybe not when I wanted him to, but right when I needed him yeah. to, and he literally is Yahweh, like, he is, I am, he is the great I am, like, he literally is everything we need, everything we want, everything our hearts desire, every, he is love, like, that's not just something he does, that's quite literally what God is, like, that's so cool, oh, yeah, Yahweh, Um, he's so faithful, I think kind of answering the second question of how do you have faith when bad things happen, um, I think I'm reminded of the character that is created in me after bad things happen. Oh, yeah. Um, I was just reading the verse in Romans, I believe, 4 or 5, about how um, suffering creates endurance, cre- mm. endurance creates character, yeah. character creates hope, all this stuff. That's a good one. Um, and I'm honestly just reminded of that, of yeah. reminded of the character of not only my father and my creator, um, the one who loves me more than literally anybody else ever. Yeah. Um, I'm also reminded of the character that is developing inside of me, that like we become stronger because of our father. We are just able to have this courage and this faith. Like, he genuinely gives us the faith. You know, he gives us the faith um, and strengthens us with that. And so I think that's, like, a verse I'm reminded of when I think of going through hard things and bad things and things that we don't earthly want to go through, but maybe, like, spiritually we have to. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. Yeah, that's so good. And I know, like, for me, the calling the Lord has placed on my life, which is another question later that we'll get to, um, has been literally built by the hard things I've gone through. Yeah. The whole reason I'm doing what I'm doing with wow. the rest of my life is because of suffering. And 
<laughs> the way that the Lord has just shown up in that. That's so cool. Um, James 1, 2 through 4 are some of my favorite verses in the whole Bible. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Oh, and then First Peter 1 says... Um, in this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. And seriously, like Grace Ann was saying, like the character that is built in us after trials, the faith that you have after going through those and walking through those when you're coming out of that valley is literally the most steadfast, beautiful thing because you're able to look back and say, I saw him even in the lowest low. Mm. And we seriously have to count it all joy because joy is not defined by the things we're going through. Joy is defined by the cross and the fact yeah. that Jesus died on it. And we can be unhappy, but we cannot be unjoyful because that is just forsaking what Jesus did for us. Yeah. And there is nothing that is too hard to keep the hope of what Jesus is doing. And that is easy saying right now because things are going well for me. But there have been times, obviously, when they haven't. And even though things are not always easy, seriously, Jesus never fails to show up. You just have to look for him. And it is so easy to look at your circumstances and have your eyes on yourself. But when you have your eyes, like, peeled back at the larger picture of the narrative he's writing, like, things change and your perspective changes. And it wouldn't require any faith if we just gave up every time something got hard. Mm, Like seriously, if we gave up every time something got harder, we stopped believing in God every time there was suffering. Like we live in a fallen world. He told us we were going to suffer and being Christians, he told us we're going to be persecuted. Like, why does that surprise us? Like, why are we surprised when we go through hard things? He literally told us that in the Bible, but going through that just sanctifies us and makes us more like Jesus because he suffered more than any of us ever will and he was the one that didn't deserve to yeah that's good (sighs) that was good I feel like there was a word that I had but I don't remember it's okay just means I wasn't supposed to say it it's okay yeah that was good goodness um I think that we just covered I think that's good that was good remember the character that's being built yeah that's oh it is yeah so prevalent yeah and you need to lean into your faithfulness goodness yeah Yeah, that's good and i think the question being how do you have faith after bad things that's when we have the most faith i think is because you brought us out of it well because we can see yeah where it's going you know like hindsight's 2020 baby no for real 2020 was not a good year actually it was like the best year for me i'm not even gonna lie like COVID sucked, but, like, that was the year I found Jesus again, so. Amen. Um, what does discipline look like to you? Thank you, Addie. Whoo, Addie. <laughs> <laughs> um, discipline is hard. Yeah. I think this is something I'm learning more about even this year and semester. Yeah. Um, it's literally, discipline, to me, looks like fighting my flesh. Yeah. Um, which is... One of the hardest things that us as believers have to go through and continue to be consistent with, um, of just like being in constant remembrance that Jesus is better, you know, like the simple saying of Jesus is better. Like he just is because of who he is. Um, and so discipline, I do think is just 
Ooh. So toughy. It is so tough because I think, especially when we're tired and we're in seasons where we feel run down or burned out, discipline needs to be the most prevalent in our lives. Yeah. But it's the hardest to do because we're so exhausted. It just feels like another we're ex- thing. Yeah, we're exhausted to even fight our flesh, yeah. you know? And so, like, um, I think discipline, though, in my life looks <coughs> like, wow, this is something I was actually convicted of this past week. I was talking to my friend Mackenzie, and I was just reminded of the fact that I was not doing a good job with getting in the word intentionally. Yeah. I would read, like, a verse, and I'd be like, oh, we're good for the day. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> you know, and I was reminded that I love my mornings and that the yeah. enemy has deceived me and told me that I need sleep instead of my mornings. Yeah. And I know that that's not true. Yeah. So, you heard it here first, folks. Yeah. Yeah. Just kidding. So, I'm not a morning person. I do need my sleep or I'll be grumpy. <laughs> but remember what the Lord has placed in you naturally. Yeah. And be disciplined in that. That's Don't so let good. the enemy get in that, you know? That's so good. Yeah. Like, if your nights are the time where you thrive with Jesus, mm-hmm. do not let the enemy tell you that you're missing out on doing things during the night. Ooh, yeah. Like, seriously. Whenever, like, discipline for me is That's quite good. literally Goodness. forcing myself to do all the things I don't want to. Fighting my flesh spending intentional time in the word and in prayer every single day Mm -hmm. and that is something that I've struggled with a lot off and on in my life because I think that a lie the enemy likes to use which to an extent makes sense is true but he twists it just enough to make it not true which he loves to do and I was talking to somebody about this the other day my sweet friend Hannah because I think a lot of the time we convince ourselves that because I don't feel like reading the bible because my heart posture is not right in it right now, I shouldn't do it. Because yeah. if I read the Bible Ooh. and I don't want to right now, then, like, oh, What's the, the Lord doesn't want me to read it if I don't want to. Which... I think that we're told that even by the Christian community. Oh, yeah. Like, for sure. I remember, like, okay, I'm not going to say this is exactly when that, like, but, like, I remember being in high school and being told that and being, like, oh, yeah, you're right. Like, no, yeah. the Lord, like, like he check wants your me heart. to, like, want to be there. Yeah. No. He wants you in his word. He wants yeah. you in his presence, no matter what you look like. Yeah. And I think that is such a dis... Oh, my gosh. That's awful. Like, no, that's yeah. what we're telling our younger generations. And that's why our younger generations aren't disciplined in the word. Yeah. That's why we as college students struggle to be disciplined in the word. Because maybe we never had somebody leaning onto us telling us that it was a must to be disciplined yeah. in the word. Not that's just so getting good. into it, but, oh like, being gosh. disciplined in it. Like, that wasn't something I even think I heard until I got older and more honestly mature and reading scripture and seeing it implemented in scripture and wanting to reflect scripture. And something one of my professors was saying, she said this a couple times in my class, um, what if we woke up one day and scripture wasn't there? Mm. Would we even realize it was gone? Wow. Would we even be burdened that we did not have God's holy word in our hands like honestly I like to say that I would be devastated lost thirsty for it but there's a part of me that's like I'd probably be okay yeah I'd probably keep going on with my day hoping that my strength would carry me on yeah and honestly like would it really make a difference yeah and so like I just challenge you with that like if your bible was not on your nightstand table, would you even remember to read it? Wow. You know, like, 
just remember the hunger and thirst that we're supposed to have for scripture because that is God's holy and precious word. I'm learning so much about that, that like that is not to be taken lightly. It's not something that we just flip through whenever we want. No, it is something that we study because of who created it, because of who breathed life into it. So yeah, I would just challenge you with that. Like that is something that has been burdening my heart so much. And I'm praying every day. God, like, give me the strength to read your Bible. Like, yeah. give me the strength to read your word because I want that. Yeah. I want to want your, That's like, so your good. scriptures, so. That's so true. Yeah. And, like, I think that it has a lot to do with our perspective on it. Mm. I think that so often we're like, we have to do this, we have to do this, we have to do this, especially being on a Christian campus. I think there's, like, a yeah. lot of pressure that's, like, you have to, and you do. But it's like, are you doing it because you have to, or are you doing it because you have a literal account of the divinely inspired word of God about who God is, what he's done, and the life of Jesus Christ, where you can learn how to be more like him. And sanctification isn't just this thing we talk about. It's something you get to read and say, this is who Jesus was. This is what Jesus taught. This is who, what he said, how he discipled Mm -hmm. his people. Like, this is how we become more like Jesus. And I think with the intention thing, like, it's kind of the same with worship. A lot of people will be like, if you're not, like, your heart isn't in worship, then you shouldn't do it. That's not true. We worship because God tells us to, yeah. and we do it because he's worthy. And he... It's honestly quite the opposite. You no, know, like, literally. you actually sit to think about that, it and you're like... has nothing to do with us. It literally has nothing to do with our heart because no. our heart is deceptive. You it's, know, like... Our heart is literally Oh, my sinful. gosh. Literally. Like... Oh, goodness. Something that I love is, like, if you worship... And you feel good and you feel connected to God and you feel great. That's awesome. But the feelings are just a plus. Yeah. And our feelings are valid, but they're not truthful. And they lie to us. And Satan uses our feelings to lie to us. And, like, they can be so beautiful. And our feelings are beautiful. Mm -hmm. They're a beautiful creation by God. But they are not the end all be all. They are not our gospel. Amen. And I think that for me, every single day sitting down and telling Jesus that I just want to look more like him to teach me how to do that. You need to invite the spirit and you need to invite the Lord into your time in the word mm. um, and not just let it be a book to you. Isn't it funny that sometimes we literally forget to invite the person that literally made it like the yeah. Bible into our time, into our time in it. Like, like what? what? <laughs> That'd be like um, planning to hang out. Like I could be like planning to hang out with Hannah. I get to my time with Hannah and I forgot to even invite her. You know, <laughs> like, that so would be true. so silly. Like we would all be like, what, Gracie? Like, why how was did I you supposed just to do know? that? Like, yeah. I mean, God knows. But like, but like, that's so true. You missed out on the point of yeah. why I was going to meet up. Maybe exactly. I still have a great time. Maybe I get exactly. homework done. You know, maybe I thrive. Yeah. But I missed out on the point of why I wanted to go and meet you in the first exactly. place. You know, like the Lord is faithful. And Goodness. if you pray for him to come into that time, he will come into that time. Yeah. And I think for me, I was having trouble with discipline a couple weeks or like probably like a week ago. It was a really busy week and I was like, Mm. oh my gosh, so much is going on. Like, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. And I just needed to remember how beautiful the word of God is. And so I started reading Psalm 119. And that scripture makes me fall so in love with the Bible. Like, I'm not even (sighs) done with it because I'm just doing like a stanza a day because it's just too much. Like, I sit there and read it and I just want to like close my eyes and cry about it because Mm -hmm. it's so amazing like it says oh gosh I totally had this written on my hand and memorized it it says um I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you and like how beautiful a picture is that hiding his word in our heart that nobody can take it away from us that 
his word is literally yeah. inside of us, like, instilled in us. It's a reflex. It's not something we have to think about. And then um, Psalm 130, verse 5 is so beautiful. I rely on the Lord. I rely on him with my whole being. I will wait on his assuring word. Yeah. That's been a really big verse for me uh, because I think we try to do things without him. Yeah, for sure. And I think just literally forcing yourself, even if you don't feel like it, because Satan's going to use your feelings and whether you feel like it or not to lie to you. Um, a verse that the Lord put on my heart as my professor started to um, talk about the word of God was Psalm 119. 129 your testimonies are wonderful therefore my soul keeps them Mm. your testimonies are wonderful therefore my soul keeps them yeah like that's where i get my strength to keep going that's That's where i get my strength to obey his word is because they are wonderful yeah and they come from a wonderful father so true and like that like scripture is just so beautiful to me um it's just, like, so, like, I, that <sighs> might be, like, one of, like, my life verses just because I need to be reminded of daily why I get in scripture, why yeah. I follow scripture, and why I have to love it. You know, yeah. like, we love it because it's wonderful, because it should be, like, honey on our lips, you yeah. know? Honey I don't in the know. Rock. Honey in the rock. Um, another one, Psalm 119, verse 31. This verse, I read, so, sometimes... So I try to stay away from commentaries when I'm doing my personal quiet time Mm -hmm. because I don't want to cling so much to commentaries that I can't read the word and get something, like, understand it by myself. But I was just feeling like I wanted to understand a couple of these verses a little deeper and get more insight from other people. So I read it. So the verses, I cling to your testimonies, O Lord, let me not be put to shame. The word cling here is the same word that they would use if they were describing somebody who is shipwrecked and only had a wooden plank to hold wow. on to to stay afloat. And Ooh, I think, like, that that's just... That's so powerful. Yeah. That it makes me, me want to cry a little bit. Like, wow. the word needs to be, like, literally our life vest if we didn't know how to swim in the middle of the ocean with sharks surrounding us. Like, literally the thing, like, home for in the here. Titanic. Like, did you... Oh, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid of the ocean, okay? We'll say it. We'll move on. Um, Like, in the Titanic, when Rose... Literally, Jack died next to her because he didn't mm. have what she had on that piece of metal. There was room for Jack, by the way. We'll debate it oh, later. Oh, my word. There literally was. She was being selfish. But anyway. Okay. The only thing keeping her from death was that piece of metal that was keeping yeah. her afloat. And that is literally the same type of word that is used to say, I cling to your testimonies, That's O Lord. So cool. And it's like, we need to use the word to be the one thing that keeps us from mm. death because it truly is. Yeah, it is. Anyway. Oof. Okay, we have to... We, need to we gotta keep going. We gotta keep these. going. Okay. <laughs> we have one more, actually. One, one more? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh no, two more. I'm so sorry. Two more, okay. Okay. So we're this gonna do the more podcast. deep one and then end with like an easier one. Okay. This is a really long episode, but it's also our first episode of the new podcast, yeah. so it's really exciting. <laughs> um the engaged listener count is gonna be like zero. Nobody's gonna stay to no, that. But it's fun. <laughs> and I'm I am really Yeah, but excited. I've honestly learned so no, much. Me too. Like sitting here, I'm like, oh Lord, so good. you're so good. When was your heart set on doing ministry? And that's a question both of us can answer because we both are doing ministry. I had... I have a weird relationship with my call to ministry (laughs) because I knew, honestly, pretty early on, Yeah. but the enemy crept in. Yeah. You know, and he does that. So um, my freshman year 
of high school, which is when I started walking in relationship with the Lord. Funny how I reveal things to you that Funny, funny, funny. Um, I don't know if I told many people, but I definitely felt like I wanted to do girls ministry. It was weird though, because it felt like a lot of my friends were saying that. So I thought I was just being weird, you know, like I was being one of the girls, but I had a girls minister at home and I just loved the idea of being able to walk with teenage girls in seasons of life. And I was still a teenage girl thinking that far in the future, which I should have known that was from the Lord, you know, but, um, the enemy just kind of took over, convinced me, yeah, convinced me, one, I didn't need to go to a Christian school, Mm. two, I didn't need to go into ministry, because why would I go into ministry? Yeah. It just didn't make sense, and so he really crept in, he convinced me, one, I probably wasn't good enough either, um, to do that, I wasn't holy enough. Yeah. I think a lot of us have that misconception. And one, you don't have to go to a Christian school, but that's where Gracie needed to be. Yes, and... What's crazy is if I would not have come to Liberty, I so I came to Liberty um, coming as a stratcom major, which yeah. go stratcom majors. <laughs> um, oh, God. I was one of you Pass. for a short time. Short time. <laughs> but it was so clearly not what the Lord wanted for me. I was in graphic design and had nightmares about the class, hated it. <laughs> it was literally a hard Oh, my gosh. It was so hard. And, um, The Lord just made it so obvious that I was not supposed to be doing that and opened my eyes to women's leadership. Mm. And I started not only understanding what women's leadership looked like, I started understanding the importance of it. And I I started talking to people who shared the same passion as me. And I think that that's what sparked my passion again. Like, I started walking so closely, like, with the Lord that I could hear him so verbally being like, Grace Ann, this is what you're supposed to do with the rest of your life. Like, my passion for women's leadership, I want to probably do a whole podcast on that because it is so, oh my gosh, I love it so much. And, um, what was the question? (laughs) When did you know that you were called to ministry? So I knew freshman year. Yeah. But I stepped into it, like, last semester, I guess. I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to lie to y'all. Like, it's not easy to step into a call to ministry. I think for some people, maybe it may be easier. And I think for, like, even we have, like, different stories with it. Yeah. But we also were, like, on a similar timeline. Yeah. In some way for, like, the time that we've been here. It was kind of crazy. Like, it was weird. we kind of figured it out, like, the same, the same night? Like, no, yeah. Because David Nasser, when he came? Yeah. Do you remember standing uh, up? Oh, yeah, I remember. You were, like, solving your eyes no, out. Oh, yeah. And I was, like, I was like, I cannot believe I'm about to do this. I that felt was, so much that fear. That was a night. But I think that there's such an importance for having people in ministry, but there's also, I don't ever want people that are going into um, vocations like business and law and yeah medicine, stratcom, like, communications, like, wherever you're going, like, that's your ministry, and, like, you should feel that. Like, it is you so should crucial feel the that you that. are a Christian in that field. Yes, because you are every single day mm-hmm. walking with unbelievers. Yeah. You are every single day influencing the way that they see Christians. Yeah. So be on, like, be aware of that when you go yeah. to your jobs. Be aware that you are on ministry no matter where you are, no matter what your job is. Yeah. That's so important. It's and so that's true. something that I'm learning in Christian ministry and, like, in these classes that we're taking is that 
it's not just for people that want to work inside of a church yeah that want to go across seas and do missions yeah for people that want to like um yeah do that you know go into like non-profit work with christian ministries you know like para para church or whatever i don't know yeah something like that but young life and stuff um just remember that your ministry is where you are yeah and so don't forget that like our ministry yeah. is this podcast right now and you can serve you know? in the church if you still want to yes. serve that way like seriously seriously a lot of the people that serve at my church are not in ministry full-time mm-hmm. they have these jobs they have children but they're serving in the church because yeah. they do feel called to be involved in some aspect yeah. but yeah um mine is pretty similar in some ways different in some ways so i i was saved freshman year at a girls bible study and i knew then that that was going to have an effect on what I was going to do in my life, but I didn't know how. Even when I wasn't walking closely with the Lord, I don't know why, because I knew I wasn't close to the Lord, but I knew I wanted to be involved somehow with youth ministry, even when I wasn't close with Isn't the Lord. Isn't it funny, though, that the enemy gets into your head saying, because you're not close to your creator, that you can't serve his creation? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, he says, like, just because, like, you don't know Jesus as much as this person and this yeah. person and this person, you can't serve him the same yeah. way. It's so That's true. not true. Ugh. Like, seriously, the enemy worked overtime in high school. It was a mess. Yeah. yeah but I quite honestly have ignored the call so many times it's not even funny like Moses who like I had so many more excuses than him like they could write like four books about it yeah I um honestly used a lot of the same excuses as him um it was one day I was sitting in my car and I was going to Syracuse University almost committed just had to sign the paper officially already had a roommate and I was sitting in my car sobbing, listening to Sadie Robertson's podcast, knowing that my life was not where I wanted it. And the Lord, I didn't hear a big booming voice from the clouds, but I heard a voice in my head that was not my own. That mm. quite literally I know was the voice of God because I've heard it in other yeah. situations. Say, go south and do ministry. That's all he said. Left it at that. That was confusing. Go south. No, yeah. I wasn't going to go south. I was going to go yeah. north. Like, yeah. and I was going to be a doctor. Like, mm. And I said no that day. I did. I I forgot that you were going to be a doctor. No, yeah. I took half of that and said maybe. The ministry part wasn't even an option. I yeah. said no. Literally, I'm such a mess right now. I'm not going to serve you, Lord. Sorry. Yeah. But the go south part, I was like, mm, I'll think about it because it's warm there. Yeah. Um, and I said, Jesus, if you don't want me at Syracuse, don't let me be at Syracuse. I'll just tell the whole story in another episode. But basically, he said no. Then I found Liberty, decided to come to Liberty, was still going to be a doctor, decided to be a child life specialist, changed my major seven times before Guys, I this even is not a joke got either. here. Seven before times. Before I even got here. I was so <sighs> unsettled, and I've been an indecisive person my whole life, so at this point, when I tell my parents what my major is, they're like, okay, this week, yeah. But this is the longest I've stuck with a major, guys, and Good I know job. this is the one. So. Our um, Heavenly Father at work. No, literally. It's just because I knew that he was calling me somewhere else yeah. but I just wouldn't listen um and then he is so kind because the Lord told me that day I would do ministry told him no but he revealed just enough of the plan for me to follow it without giving me the whole picture because I would have scared and ran the other way if mm. I knew what I was going to do with my life that yeah. I know now and I still don't even know the whole picture I'd yeah. still probably run away if he showed me um but he's so That's kind so in that way and so came to Liberty wasn't going to do ministry, finally knew, like, I had to say yes, because I couldn't live my whole life knowing I was disobeying the Lord. 
Um, he told me pretty early on he wanted me in ministry. I didn't know what that was going to look like, so I went into communications. Oh. <laughs> so I was like, it'll work. Um, had been considering switching to Christian leadership and church ministries because I wasn't sure. I knew that I wanted to disciple teenage girls and college-age women um, because that's who I needed in high school, and that's who I needed at that point in my life, and I need to be the woman that I needed at that point to point me to Jesus. Um, and then Global Focus Week happened. David Nasser came, and I accepted Ooh. my call to missions, which was scary. Um, definitely didn't picture that happening. Nobody in my life saw that coming because that's something I'd been hiding for a while that I'd been feeling called to that. I read a book, quite honestly. Oh, my gosh. A fictional book. You know, no joke. Like, when you were telling us about this, I'm thinking... No, yeah. She's doing this based off a book. No, yeah, I know. I so, was so scared for you. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm not Chris even Anna kidding. Chrisanne sitting on the couch, and I come down from reading this Karen Kingsbury novel, and I go, I think I'm going to go into missions, and they were like, mm, we'll talk about it. Probably not, because I'm in a decisive person. They know that. I totally understand how they reacted, but I knew this was from God, and... You should have made that a little bit more clear. You did not say that. I was scared. I know, um, I know. So they were like, I know this is hey, like, maybe it, isn't, maybe it isn't, like, let's not change our whole life trajectory based on, like, a chapter of a book. And I was Literally. like, yeah, they're right. <sighs> the enemy was using that doubt, though, a lot. Mm. And then I was still uneasy about it three weeks later, still praying about it so fervently, told my RS, this is where I'm being called. She said, go home and pray about it expectantly and expect Jesus to answer. And I was like, well, that's a new one. That's another life-changing thing we'll talk about in another episode. Expect it in bold prayer. So I went home. I sat on my futon and cried. And I said... Did we have the futon at this point? Yeah, we definitely did. No way. We didn't. Then you guys were on your bed. Then I must have sat on the floor. What did we have? My desk, I guess. Yeah. So... You didn't even get the comfort of the futon. You're right. You're right. I didn't even have that comfort. Uh, I had to sit on the floor yeah. with the ottoman. <laughs> so I said, Jesus, if you want me in missions, you tell me tonight. You know, looking back, mm-hmm. not how we treat our Lord, but he knew I needed an answer. I don't recommend it, but it worked. Um, the Lord, I go to um, campus community, and the trajectory was missions and changing your major if you feel led somewhere, and I just bawled the whole time. Same night Grace Ann stood up. I stood up. I said, okay, I'm ready. And I was like, what are you? He, sh- he told me. She's like, yeah, I can tell. Like, that was pretty clear. And I was like, yeah. So I came back, cried during Rally Point, which is what we do before community groups. And then RRA, who went with um, April Pelletier, a literal baddie, baddie for Jesus, um, went on a trip last summer called Ten Two Project with Greater Europe Mission. Basically said, okay, guys, I have this missionary coming to talk to you guys about a trip he wants some of you to go on. He came. I felt so convicted and stirred. Told us about it. Said yes to Jam. Signed up, like, pretty much the next day, I think. Um, I make a lot of really impulsive decisions, but usually they're what the Lord wants. Actually, no, not usually. Yeah, I'm like... But, like, these ones were. But, like, you were in wise counsel. I was in wise counsel. People knew what I was doing. Yeah. Those decisions are good. And signed up for 10-2, and basically I have never been more sure that the Lord wants me to go overseas. He's revealed a little bit more as time goes. I think that a big focus I'm going to have is sexual healing for women. Um probably women who have gone through sex trafficking, specifically teenage girls and college-aged women. Beautiful. So, it's crazy. Still figuring it out. Literally insane. We're ministry ministry is huge. Our lives are very unexpected every day. Uh, (laughs) Our classes look so different every day. 
Like literally, it's oh, insane. it's so we fun. We love being though. ministry majors. Yeah, we do. Such a good time. It's fun. It's cool because we get to experience a lot of the same things, and it's yeah, definitely very in tune with the Lord. Yeah. Um, but it is easy to idolize our major in minist- called a ministry, which we'll talk about later. Um, last one. The Bible verse the world needs to hear the most right now. I hate that. I love that question, but I hate that because I'm like... I'll go first. So that which you have a one? Bit so, for me, obviously, John 3.16, like... Oh, my word. Don't take the easy way out. I'm not going to. I have a different okay. one. But it's like, if you don't know Jesus, please message me. We'll talk about it. Um, oh, I think I know mine. Mine is 1 Peter 4.8. make sure. Um, this is a verse that I've always loved, and I'm not really sure why, but it's... Um, Above all, love others, for love covers over a multitude of sins. I think that we live in a world that is so dark and depressing and so sad and everything is crazy in the world. Literally, what's going on in Ukraine right now just breaks my heart into little pieces and we need to be in so much prayer for them. But everything is crazy and unexpected and wild. We live in a sinful, fallen world in which the Lord has just become something on the back burner. We're living in a rising post-Christian culture in America and... The only thing that we can do is love each other and love each other well because the Lord says that they will know um, they will know me through your love for one another. Yeah. And we have to love each other. And loving is not just a feeling. It's an action. First Corinthians 13 describes in real clarity what that looks like. And I think that we just have to love each other because love is something that sticks through sin. And true love is something that is going to be with you no matter how hard things get. And I think that the world just needs that right now. They need a lot of love, and they need to know the one that's going to give it, which is Jesus. All we can do is try and imitate his love for us to the people around us, and that's still not enough. So that's what I think. Okay. I'm trying to pray about which one he really wants me to say. Okay. But weirdly, the one I think... This is going to be the one about bashing infants heads off wrong. oh my gosh no just kidding guys that's not no never mind. that's like not okay um it's scripture so it's holy but <laughs> right now i'm gonna say genesis 127 god created them in his in in his image and mm. in his image he created them both male and female he created them and as i as I look at that, not only do I see that we don't always believe that we're created in the image of God, I also believe that there is confusion with that, but something I've been realizing is how important it is to see that when we're created in the image of God, that's our character. Yeah. That's our identity. Yeah. Like, our identity is in who God is. Not in who we are and who we perceive ourselves as. And I know that that can be like... Bringing the literal heat. Keep going. Um, that was unexpected from what I thought I'll the Lord was going to tell I'll talk to you later tell, about why my faith made the way it was. Was gonna going to like tell me. I thought it was going to be something about salvation. And, you know, yeah. like the question was probably asking. Yeah. But I believe that a lot of... Um, a lot of our society is so um, confused on their identity. And, like, we see that a lot. I know I see that a lot in the study of women, Mm. in the study of where is their identity pointed as. Um, Same with men. I'm not a man, so I can't speak (laughs) to that as much. But but I can tell you that 
a lot of women have trouble with seeing who they are and holding fast to that holding that as the truth and not holding what guys say about you one guys your words matter so watch them you know like what my dad said like like what dads say to you what brothers say to you what friends say to you that matters like that sticks with girls so watch what you say um and watch what you don't say you know like watch that but that's not the point but also also like what your friends say matter what what they say about you because we always like we hold this standard that like our friends are sometimes our identity which can get so dangerous oh my goodness like I feel like we talked about identity a little bit earlier yeah but um just realizing that when we look to the face of Jesus into the face of God we're looking at ourselves like we are looking at who he created us and that is literally the most beautiful picture ever like we look to him to say who we are and I think Sadie Robertson when she was here oh my god she touched on this so beautifully Listen to her passion, passion message too Woo! fire like just so good because but that's something that our world needs to hear right now is that our identity is not in the world it's not in anything that is created in the world it's in who created it you know like yeah and which is it feels simple to say but it's it's where everything is going wrong Mm -hmm. you know it's where everything is getting mixed up and getting just lost yeah like we're getting lost in the fact that god like who are we? Like, that's one of the questions yeah. that today our gen, like our younger generations are constantly facing is yeah. who are we? Because we're so confused because there's so many different people telling us who we are yeah. or who we're supposed to be. Who, like, th- like this honestly gets me fired up because I'm like, there are so many voices in our heads now yeah. because of Instagram because of Ooh. community that we're creating that may not be the best for us. Yeah. Because of just all of these people that are speaking into our lives that we're giving access to our lives. Yeah. And we're so confused. Yeah. Because we don't know who to trust. Oh. And what and the crazy thing is we literally have the one who created us right in front of us, right next to us. Every yeah. second of the day, every time that we feel that confusion, he's right there. Yep, he's the last one that we'll Don't turn to. Don't even take advantage. No, like he te- yeah. like he literally tells us who he, like who we are and yeah. we're made in his image. Yeah. Our characteristics that he's placed in us, obviously the fallen world has influenced that, but he has created us in his likeness. Like yeah. that's so beautiful and I think that's the one message that I think that the world needs to realize. Wow. Um, that's really good. So yeah. Genesis one twenty seven. So, yeah. <laughs> um Amen. another life first. Yeah. So that was that was beautiful. Okay. Thank you. Um something really quick I'm feeling kinda convicted to share is we were talking about Exodus three or a little bit earlier when I was saying I was avoiding my calling, but we're going through Exodus in church and our pastor gave a really good message on Exodus 4 this morning, and I think that there are a lot of people who are really scared to step into the calling that they're feeling convicted about. Yeah. If that is on your heart and it's stirring, like, that's probably the spirit. And, I mean, check that with wise counsel in your life. Check that against scripture mm-hmm. and check that against your prayers. Um, ask the Lord to open and shut the doors that he does or doesn't want you to walk through. But I think that somebody needs 
to trust him and where he's calling, even though it's scary. Well, I can also tell you that the enemy's not going to call you into ministry. <laughs> Amen. I think that's actually <laughs> the last thing on earth he wants to call you into. But I also think that the enemy will confuse you in that call to oh, ministry. Yeah. So, like, I think if you're feeling that little pool now don't be too spiritually curious that's something our Amen. professor we'll was saying yes we will oh my gosh we need um, to go back and listen to this yeah we do but don't be too spiritually curious yeah. but when you feel the lord speaking listen yeah. you know like don't be so closed off thinking that you have it right that you yeah. have the right path set out or maybe that your parents have the right path set out for you be so willing to step into whatever the Lord has for you that you're so obedient that everybody looks around they're like wow that's amazing yeah that only the Lord could have done that you know so yeah that's a good conviction yeah wow y'all that was so long and so good like literally I'm gonna gonna split this this into two parts I think we probably should I think we should I think that we'll let y'all I think that will pace yourselves because I don't know how I'm gonna do that um, we'll figure that out later. I'm going to have to seek counsel on technology for that. <laughs> wise counsel. But we're going to split that into two parts. Yeah, for sure. We'll figure out how to do that mm-hmm. later. But y'all, we're so, so excited. So now you're probably listening to the end. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're so excited, y'all. This has so made me excited. so excited and uh, so at Same. peace about this. And I feel so much Hashtag right rebrand. Now. I'm so excited. <laughs> like, get ready for the instead of change. Everything's oh changing. Word. Aesthetic is changing. Yeah. We're going with, like, our... Our two vibes. Our two favorite colors. I'm sure you'll see that already. Wait, that's actually so funny. But we love you guys so much. We really do. Um, Let us know how we can be praying for you. Seriously, Mm -hmm. message us through the podcast account. We'd love to be praying for you. No, for real. Um, Yeah. If you have any topics you want us to talk about. topics. Tell us. I also think, I think it'd be fun, like, every episode to do Q&As. Q&A's with I who? think y'all would love Q&A's with us. Oh, just like some like uh, one question every yeah. time that we need to yeah. answer. That's a good idea. I like that. Let's do it. But All like right. y'all, we're we'll so excited. That right now on, um, we're praying for this. We are. You can be sure the that Lord this is, is in this. This is for the Lord. We love him. Literally. Oh my word. We love I you think guys. without him this would not be happening. We wouldn't have such a good conversation if no. Jesus wasn't in it. No. I'd have nothing to say. I'd no, be like, mm, yeah, that's good. Good job. No, yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, no, yeah. yeah, Jesus is good. I, I don't mm. remember any of my answers for any of these no, questions, I don't either. guys. That's how you know it's the Spirit. So we have Ooh. to go back and listen. I think yeah, I'm going to learn do. a lot from what the Spirit Okay, talks. no joke. I learned a lot from hearing, like, even the one that we did. The first the one. The first one. I've listened to that, and I'm like, wow. And I'm probably like The Lord speaks to me every time. No, literally. Me too. Because it's like when it's not you speaking, you have so much to learn from yeah. what the Spirit's saying through you. Even yeah. when it is like something you're learning. But yeah. Okay. Anyway, we're going to bed. Yeah. Uh, actually, I'm going no, to No, we're not cream. going to bed. I'm going to shower and eat ice cream. Yeah. Probably. But okay. we love you guys. We love you guys. This Woo. has been the Sabbath Podcast. Yeah. Good night.